Everybody off guard, man. Every time. It's good. I'm just sitting here rocking out to it. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're officially started, dude. Welcome to the uh, less than average podcast. This is it. This is this is our whole kit and caboodle, bro. Um, All right. For everybody who's here, you guys notice that Zion Yeet is not here. He had something come up, but he might be able to join us later on. But no worries, because me and GG have got some stuff to talk. I'm just gonna call you Razor. Is that easier? Yeah, Razor's easier. Right, Razor's way easier. Okay, cool. So we were talking before the podcast too, how uh, how we are the same age, man. Yeah, uh, we are. Yeah, man, which is awesome, dude. It's that intro music. Yes, sir. That's right. There's yeah. Zandy in chat chilling. Yeah, man. That... Over here just rocking out to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so true. Dark Bandit in the chat. What's going on? I actually have a new command too. I just made. I want to see if this works. Hold on. See if this works. Yeah, there it is. Okay, cool. Uh, so for the podcast, some people come in a chat and, uh, you know, they want to like do like big gift subs and all that stuff. But I ended up just turning off alerts because my my you've seen my channel. It's a fucking chaos, man. There's just it it's fucking chaos. That's how I like it, man. It's it, there's music everywhere and there's there's memes and sounds and crazy shit. So we turn all that stuff off for the podcast so that way we have a chance to like just chat and hang out. So. That's how it goes. Well, welcome to the podcast, man. Hey, so let's get started. I always like to just kind of figure out like the very broad question, but like what got you into gaming? Like in the beginning. Oh man, I've been gaming forever, man. Okay. Where'd you start? Oh, like what was the first game? Like what where like what was that moment, first, you know? I think my first game was Super Mario on Nintendo. Oh, that's my first game. I we're the same age, remember that. So <laughs> Yeah, we are. So. Yeah. Yeah, do you, yeah. do you ever play Duck Hunt? I did. Dude, I played the shit out of Duck Hunt. Like, way too yeah. much Duck Hunt. Like, I got to the point where I put the gun, like, on the screen. That's what I did! <laughs> that's exactly what I did. My mom was like, you gotta rot your... Yeah, my mom was like, you gotta rot your brain now. Ah, but, don't care. Yeah, but... Like getting pulled back so... off the screen. You're gonna make yourself go blind. Yeah. I loved that. Super Mario was probably one of my... The first game I really got into. But then it was, uh, I moved, like, what really got me into, like, gaming, gaming was actually Mortal Kombat. The first Mortal Kombat. I remember just playing that game consistently, trying to play every character, like, learn all the moves for every character. It's the first game that I, like, really gave a shit about. You know what I mean? Yeah, Mortal Kombat was fun. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on Sega? Classic. That's a hard game, dude. Oh. So it was like, uh... I beat it twice, but, oh... Dude, that was a hard game. Uh, what was another hard? Um, remember Gargoyles from that TV oh, show? Was, yeah, that was brutal, dude. Those games are—they were so brutal. I think uh, the Lion King game was like one of the top hardest-rated games of all time, or something. That's all. Which I mean, you wouldn't think about it, but Lion King of all things—that side platformer style. You know what I mean? It was like really yeah. tough. Um, was it Ghostbusters? Yeah, dude. I can't believe I, I forgot all about that. i forgot they made a game about that straight up yeah, well me and some of my other guys from ggn we were talking about it the other day mm -hmm. so that's what reminded me of it right so what let's so you kind of got started there um what what are you playing right now are you doing like a lot of first person shooters like what do you usually play well i'm a competition gamer for ggn okay what does that mean so we're not obviously we're not like esports and stuff like that mm -hmm. but we do game battles and stuff like that and we do competitions we go against pretty good clans and stuff we haven't haven't in a while but we do do it 
Um, so there's right now there's six of us for Call of Duty. Okay. We're trying to branch out. So mainly what I'm playing now is Outriders and Destiny. Ooh, you're in Destiny. Oh, you just and, hit the. Uh, dude, I also play Halo. Dude, there is a joke going on for this podcast, and we everybody times how long it takes for us to bring up Destiny because we fucking talk about it every podcast. <laughs> you brought it up in the first five minutes. <laughs> Destiny is my game, man. Destiny and Halo used to be my two top games. Yeah, dude, uh, you're just like me then, because I I really got Halo the Halo. I used to play PlayStation. Halo is what got me into Xbox. Oh, I gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. That's why. Yeah, same thing. I wasn't. I went over to a buddy's house when they had Halo One that first came out, and when that mm-hmm. first came out, literally, I started playing that game. And I was, I think, I was at like a party. I was at like a New Year's party or something. And uh, one of the kids who lived at the house can't remember his name. Like I didn't even. I don't even fucking remember him because, like, straight <laughs> up, I was just staring at the screen like this is the greatest thing ever. And I begged my mom. For an Xbox, and she made me mow lawns for like all my neighbors for like three months, pay for it. <laughs> but I got it, and I played Halo religiously. And then um, my buddy, I actually played Halo for a bit, and then I dropped Halo. Then when Halo Two dropped, I didn't have enough money for a what was the 360 at the time, right? Yeah, no, yeah, it was a 360. Okay, I didn't have enough money for a 360. But another buddy of mine who was playing World of Warcraft, this is a funny story. Okay. So I went over to my buddy's house. He was big into World of Warcraft. So this is right when World of Warcraft came out. He's leveling characters, and he had one PC. So he's like, all right, I'm going to level my character for the first three or four hours. You know, we're doing a sleepover. And he's like, you're going to play Halo. I'm like, all right, that's fine. No worries. So he's over there doing whatever he's doing on the computer. And I get into Halo 2. And I'm like, oh, they have a new Halo. Okay, this is dope. I immediately say, fuck the story, go straight to multiplayer, and got hooked immediately. I ranked this guy up from like 15 in, in, in um, Team Slayer to like 42 in a day. <laughs> I just fucking play. Like, he's like, you want to play World of Warcraft? I was like, nope, I'm good. I'm good right here. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what got you into like uh, competitive playing? Well, I've done it in the past with some other clans Mm -hmm. and i wasn't going to with ggn at first and then i played with the team captain and he kind of talked me into it okay i'm just more of a competitive kind of person anyways right and then i hate to lose even when i play in just playing around i feel that dude i'm the same way uh i hate it even if i'm playing by myself i'm like god being a fucking idiot damn it like i hate it dude cover the camera for a second <laughs> exactly yeah. just like staring at my screen like you big dummy like all the time dude all the time i get that man so you started with nintendo when did you make the jump to like first person shooters in competitive like were you younger or did you pick it up recently oh man about halo one halo one okay yeah start playing like uh land tournaments and stuff like that yeah okay gotcha and then- just got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger right have you won any money from doing it like did you do this like professionally okay oh shit see this is why i love having new guests of the podcast i had to learn kind of like their story what you got any fun stories about that um not really it was just i was good at gaming so my friends picked me up i went to their clan they played competitive we won a lot, 
That was about it. Yeah. I mean, there's no real fun stories about it. It's just, right. That we came, we saw, we conquered, you know? That's what it is. I went back to Halo recently, and I sucked terribly. So, Dude, uh, hey, if you need a teammate, I'm playing Halo religiously right now. Uh, I re-downloaded it so I could play with Strider and you, and then I suck so bad, I'm like, I'm not going to even say I've... <laughs> yeah, dude, you just... Yeah. Well, Strider, I was very surprised. So, shout out to Strider Native. He was on the podcast before, and uh, he told me he used to play... I was like, alright, we'll see, because I've been practicing. I've been playing for, like, a good eight months straight. I was like... It's like picking, like picking up on PC. Like, all right, we'll see how good he is. He fucking shreds. I was like, oh, he is good at this game. Like, and he picked it up immediately. Immediately. Oh, he's he's good. Oh yeah, man. I just got... he used to be before he was where he's at now. He used to be on GGN. Right. Yeah. So give me some background on GGN. What's uh, what is GGN like? How did it come to be? How did you join it? Like, give me give me the story, man. I don't know everything about DGN. I'm sure if there's somebody else from DGN in here, they can probably say it better than me. Mm. So I've been on DGN now for, I think, two, three years, something like that. Okay. So it stands for Golden Gaming Network. Golden Gaming. All right. So we have our community, which is CFEF, which I can't remember what that stands for. CFEF, okay. So... And then our comp team is GJK, GGKS, which is Golden Gaming Kill Squad. And that's oh. where I'm at. Okay, so you're, you don't even give a shit about the other one. You're, you're in the Kill Squad, I used, bro. I used to be CFEF. Right. For a while. So, so I got on there from doing a 30-day 30, 30 tryout. Mm -hmm. But I know GGN Snarf and GGN uh, Sicaris. Mm -hmm. I've known them since Modern Warfare 2. Oh, so this is like a bunch of buddies that you had. They kind of joined. They the joined. They're ranked pretty high in the clan. There's actually rankings in our clan. Mm -hmm. And I did my 30-day tryout. I was on Sakaris's, uh squad mm -hmm. before we went down to one squad. And that's just kind of how it happened. So I've right. been with them ever since. Right. They're a good group of people. I like playing with them. Yeah. That's awesome, man. I mean, it's good to find a group because I'm I'm a part of Osiris Gaming as well. I actually met through I met Strider through them, and um, you know it's crazy when you join an organization because I was a part of an organization before, um, and it ended up turning into like this kind of like follow for follow weird thing. You know what I'm talking. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're a content yeah. creator. You get it. Like you mm -hmm. you join with the best intentions of like net like actually making friends, networking, hanging out. You know, it's not about like you know, come, come check me out. Come follow me. Like it's, you know, but it turned into that, which is, I don't, it just got really weird, you know? And I, uh, I was like, all right, I'm out of here. So I went solo for the, I would say the better part of a year, basically, um, met some really good friends there. And then my buddy, um, Ace from Lilo and Ace, uh, I know him in real life. He was actually in the Marines with me. And, uh, so they started streaming. They got into Osiris. I was like, hmm. Osiris, what is what is Osiris? I'm about to check this out. Oh, see, there they are in chat. Lilo and Ace. Speaking of which, okay, shout out to Lilo and Ace in chat right now. <laughs> Rah. Um, yeah, dude, Ace, uh, speaking of which, man, this is a uh, veteran podcast, man. We're going to be talking about some, some cool shit a little bit. But uh, yeah, the, with Osiris, it's way different. There's no follow for follow. Everybody's got their own thing going on, but they kind of everybody comes together to collaborate. And that's what I was looking for with this other group. 
Um, and it sounds like GGN does the same thing. They're, they're yeah, more focused on that. We're pretty close to the same thing. We all actually, like, if they're streaming at the same time I'm streaming, mm -hmm. I'll have my uh, bar full of GGN people with just a bunch of lurks sitting in their stuff while I'm streaming. Right, right. To help with, you know, numbers. Yeah. We're all trying to get affiliated right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> I got you. When did you make the jump from, like, playing competitively with them to actually started streaming? This year. Oh, you're brand new. All right. So, I've been... I'd say I did it about the same time I made their competitive team. Okay. Because when we do our competitions and stuff, we stream. At right. least I did for them. And then I was like, you know what? I had to kind of enjoy doing this. So I went from just streaming our competition stuff to being a variety gamer. Gotcha. Which I know that's harder to get followers and stuff like that, but you know what? Oh, well. Yeah, dude. Uh, well, tell me. Let's, let's talk about streaming for a bit, man, because I always love talking about it. I make content. And I'd say I've got a lot of experience. I mean, I've been I've been doing it for two and a half years and past, I would say, seven months, eight months. I've been really doing it, like putting a lot of effort into it. I rebranded, redid my entire stream. Um, so how what did you OK? I love asking this question. What did you expect when you first started? How did, is it is it harder or easier than you thought? That's always a good one. It's harder. OK, why? Because I've been at, I just want to say this, I'm not doing this for follows, but mm. I mean, I'm not going to say no to them, obviously, but I'm not doing this for followers. Um, I've been stuck at 30 followers. I'm finally at 34 mm. for, I don't know, two, three months. Right. Hasn't budged. Right. <laughs> so that's, that's the hard part. So, so this is we're going to kind of get into a rant and please chime in. Um, so with content creation, I've told the story of the podcast before and I'll tell you because we haven't even talked to you about it yet. Um, but I came really close to quitting doing it because I originally when I first started, I was like, you know, I wanted to like make this a thing, like become a thing to do this like full time. Whatever, right. Um, turns out, lo and behold, you have to put a lot of fucking effort into it, um, which, you know, Every streamer has to like they come to like this bridge. So you either cross the bridge or you just stay on the other side. And it's either way is fine. But I always think about it like this: like, um, growing on Twitch is literally the worst. It's 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 the hardest thing to do because Twitch is not very optimized for small streamers to begin with. And really, what it comes down to is is growing outside of Twitch or really if you're, unless you're like really exceptionally good at networking. Uh, with other people um shout out to zion yeet who's an excellent speaking of speaking of networkers is him um you know being in other people's chat being in other people's channels and just making friends in twitch and becoming part of the community is a great way to grow if you wanted to stay on twitch but really the the magic secret sauce is putting in ungodly amounts of time editing and so on on other social media platforms that's the that's the reality and uh you know I think growth on Twitch comes also with focusing on content and not so much focusing on growth. It sounds counterintuitive. Um, like for example, I rebrand, I was telling you, I, I rebranded, I redid all my stuff. I started, I started really focusing heavily on chat. I started focusing heavily on my social media. I started focusing on everything else, but the actual like streaming content itself. 
Like I really started focusing on everything else. And because of that, I had more fun just making things for chat and my community than actually like focusing on the game. And that really turned things around. Um, that works for me. But then for example, um, like Strider Native, he's just a fucking beast at video games. So you want to watch him. So everybody has, I guess what I'm saying is everybody has a niche. Um, and you were talking about variety stream. Like I'm a variety streamer. It is harder to grow. But at the same time, if that's what you like doing, you should fucking do it. Because at the end of the day, you have to have fun doing it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, um, so what games are you variety? Like, where do you, where do you think that the growth is coming from for you? Right now, Outriders. Outriders. Okay. Right now. Well, let's um, let's jump into Outriders a bit. Why do you think there's growth there, and and uh, what are you liking about the game so far? Well, it's still a new game, and since a lot of people quit off of it because of that last glitch, mm -hmm. which, I mean, let's be honest, it was pretty bad. It's fucking bad, yeah. <laughs> well, explain it for people who don't know, who are maybe just listening at home, like, what's what happened with Outriders? So, this last glitch that happened, that was pretty terrible, and, and it almost made me quit, too, because I mm -hmm. put 57 hours into one character. I would have been pissed if I got hit with this thing. Dude. So... It was happening in the expeditions and multiplayer where we would join up and you'd be fine playing. And then as soon as you hit like a spot, like this happened to me, and my friends, we mm -hmm. created new characters. I pushed too far up because I like the speed run mm -hmm. destiny. I swear it's because of destiny. Yeah, I feel you on that. I like the speed run. Got to a point and the screen went black. We then we spawned all together. My buddy spawned underneath the map. Mm hmm. So he left, came back, and all of his stuff was gone. His character was unaccessible. Everything was wiped. Ooh. That is such a game-breaking bug, dude. Like, imagine you spend all this time on a character, and you fucking wipe your stuff. Like, that's so terrible. I mean, there's no way around it. Like, that's fucking horrendous. <laughs> so it, bad. I never got hit with it, but, man, I know a lot of people that did, and oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, so... In chat, Zion eats here, and he said, um, to our last point, you know, spend a few days a week talking or lurking with somebody new, be it on Rogue or Apex or Call of Duty. You know, last night they had a random rank session. They lost in second place to some guy, and that guy ended up following, uh, and, you know, they're playing. So networking within that community is probably one of the best ways to grow on Twitch if you're not making, like, video content or if you're not making, like, you're not really avid on social media. Like, Zion's not big on social media. He's a busy guy. He works full time and he, he wants to stream and hang out. But he's had great growth just from networking. While, you know, everybody's got their like niche, you know? Um, so back to Outriders though. So I never got hit with that bug, luckily, but I uninstalled Outriders for one very simple reason. There is one endgame, in my opinion. Replaying a story mission does not count as endgame to me. It just it doesn't. Um Especially if there's no variability, right? Like in Destiny, you can run a strike, and every time you play it, there's going to be different enemies, different things. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. there's at least some variability. It might be the same map, but variability. I think Endgame, like the Expeditions were the Endgame, in my opinion. Like, and it was awesome. Like, I actually enjoyed Expeditions. I made this amazing trickster build that was fucking one-shotting things. Like, it was insane. Like, I loved it. I built it from the ground up. I never saw a YouTube video. I just like figured the fuck out. And um I really got pissed 
when I kept going into expeditions and I kept lagging. Like enemies would spawn like behind me. Like they'd be in front of me and they spawn behind me because of these server lags. And if you tried to play with other people, the lag was like 10 times worse. Like me and Zion tried playing a couple times. And on top of that, like we tried, I tried playing with other people. Like I tried multiple things before I decided to pull the plug. Um, so bad network just ruined the game for me personally because I just, I got really tired of fucking enemies spawning behind me and murdering me. I had a glass cannon build. I wasn't built to take damage. And the dodging in that game is already rough as is. Like it's oh, it, it's horrendous. Like the bullets just magnet like go straight to you. There's no dodging. You know what I'm saying? So if if you have horrible dodge mechanics plus bad multiplayer and bad servers, like I just got tired of it. Straight up. I got tired of it. I was talking to somebody today. They he said a lot of it's been fixed, so I'm gonna try some expeditions today. And try it out. Try it out. Yeah. So what um what in Outriders, what's your build right now? My main build is Pyro. Okay. Like what's your build like uh around? Are you doing like top tree? Like and for people who are listening at home or people who haven't seen this this yet, uh we have some people on Spotify that listen to this. Um guys aren't listening they're we're talking about outriders there's four main classes right there's one that's a pyro um so what is the pyro dps are you like a dps build a healing build dps okay so i've got the bottom tier so the anomaly build okay um what's my i'm trying to remember the name of the one that i use but it create you hit them it creates a volcano it pretty much blows your opponents to pieces oh and then also the way that you gain heal from a pyro is when they're on fire. Okay. So I got my lava rounds plus that. So I'm constantly healing. Oh. Time. So you would you would basically focus anomaly damage, which is also counts as fire damage. And then as you do fire damage, you heal yourself. So you're basically just trying to keep everybody on fire as much as possible. Yep. Okay. That's a dope build. See, that's smart. That my build, um, was the I, I went with this uh what was it pronounced? it was uh the temporal rounds build where basically i had a shot an automatic shotgun that automatic shotgun if you killed something with 35 percent or less ammo in the magazine it refilled the magazine and then when you put on the rounds the rounds are unlimited ammo as long as you don't reload so it just synergized perfectly because i could just basically just murder everything and it gave you bonus anomaly power and bonus damage and yada 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 and then on top of that every time i killed an enemy it gave me a shield so it was just constantly like i was always shielded if i did take a big hit i just murder a little enemy get shields back you know what i mean so that is kind of similar to your build where it maximized dps at the same time as some survivability yeah my my friends love playing with me when i have my pyro out yeah just the just the support right yeah just the support alone dude yeah trickster twisted rounds and perpetual mobile yep that was it that was the one um uh perpetual mobile is one of the crutch meme builds it dude it is a fucking meme build there's a there's another build too and you should try this out um there's a build that will reload your gun if you have bleed applied to an enemy so anytime you're shooting an enemy with bleed, it automatically reloads part of your weapon. So if you put that on assault rifle, you literally can just 
just like spray forever to whatever you want. And so you have an auto rifle that also applies burn that might work for your build pretty well too. Cause then that you just apply burn and a bleed. So you're doing double damage on top of that. The rounds come back to you. So you never have to like run out of bullets, mm -hmm. which would be dope. I mean, that's the thing about outriders. Like as a whole, the building in that game is amazing. There's so much cool shit that you can do. Um, do you have any other builds that you really like? I've got a trickster build and I'm working on Devastator right now too. What's your favorite? Well, my favorite is obviously the Pyro. Pyro. The, the, uh, trickster is a lot of fun. It's fast. Oh yeah. And you, and you can slow everything down. Devastator, it, it needs a buff. Yeah. That was uh, <laughs> that's what Zion was just saying. You know, Devastator just seems super lackluster at the moment, it, dude. I kind of like it because it's quick. Mm -hmm. But gaining health kind of sucks. Yeah, like you you can get it if you're right next to your opponent the entire time. Mm -hmm. But you know, you know that game. Sometimes you got to back off. Yeah, yeah, so, that's true. And uh, there's really cover is me like later expeditions. Cover is basically fucking meaningless in my opinion. Like <laughs> it's like meaningless. <laughs> I mean, bullets are gonna magnetize straight to you. Most bosses are going to come around and murder you or use an ability. So covers meaningless. So you're only at the moment, this current build of Outriders, your best bet is to out heal or out damage your opponents. Like that's pretty much the only way I mean, that's in my opinion. Do you have a different opinion about that? No, that that's kind of been how I've been ever since that stupid lava spider. Yeah. God, that fucking <laughs> lava spider. I hate oh, that thing. That thing is so terrible, man. It's so bad. Ever since then, I'm like, I just need stuff to gain health. That's it. Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> sure, man. No, the same way, dude. You just gotta do it. I mean, you, you have to gain health. There's no way you're gonna outlive some of these big hits unless you're constantly getting health back. You have to, like, mm -hmm. you're tanking by not mitigating. You're tanking by overhealing. <laughs> That's the only way yeah, to survive. Yeah, it's yeah. the only way to survive. That's why on my trickster, like I had the the uh, shield built because like my health was poor, my health regen was shit, but I could get shields back. Like I would get something ridiculous. I think the last time I ran it, I was getting a hundred and twenty six thousand shield per expedition. Like oh my gosh. ridiculous amounts. Like I just basically try to get a shield every time I killed something. It gave me shield, so I just tried to keep going. It was crazy. It was a fun build. I don't know. I might give it another shot. I just. I want them to fix the network problems, and I don't know if it's there. And I think it's bad that this game has been in development for four years now, something like that, five years. And uh, to come out in this state is kind of frustrating. You know what I mean? Like the beta was fine. Yeah, I agree. It was great. Mm -hmm. And then whatever happened when they did release, it was terrible. I don't know what happened. And I mean, in the cool. The worst part too is they only have one end game and that is expedition i mean there's people online that say you should run missions or do like loot box grinding i'm like look is that really a video game though like in your opinion do you think that rerunning a fucking really mission is like i'm really surprised there's no pvp to be honest hmm what would that look that would be look different man that look pretty oh. cool imagine like a 1v1 oh dude <laughs> What would that look like? That'd be so sweet. Like a like Devastator versus Trickster. Like, and you'd have to have like a different, like a PvP build. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it'd have to be some kind of P, like crazy PvP build. There'd be no way around it. What would you build your pyro to do to be able to survive in PvP? I'd probably keep it pretty much the same, mm -hmm. but without the fire rounds. Mm. Just everything that I can just to explode them. Yeah. That's not a bad so, deal. Like thermal bomb. Mm. You'd almost have to have like a lot of mobility too to like get out of abilities. Kind of like if you're fighting, think about it, like when you're fighting a boss, you know how a boss gets like uh, invulnerable after a certain mm -hmm. amount of attacks or like uh, if you're trying to um, interrupt, they get you know immune to interrupts. I'm guessing that same mechanic could go into PvP. So you only have like a certain amount of abilities. You're almost better off getting like movement abilities to to like instead of like interrupt abilities you know what i mean or like you said like damage ability you know i would put high damage outputs up yeah that's the only way to do it that are like oh, you know i bet techno would be fucking broken at PvE. Like, probably they heal themselves they have turrets they literally just run around the map dodge all your bullets and then just drop turrets and, and watch you die they they can stay in the back and snipe you just fine yeah. Oh yeah. They can just hang out, drop turrets, drop mines, throw grenades at you. So you have to keep moving and getting out of cover. They would be OP, hundred percent. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Trickster's only way Trickster would do good is if they use like their teleport ability to get close, and then you could slow field, and then they would be fucked. But that's like a that's high risk, high reward. Devastator yeah. would be great. I think Devastator with Earthquake and their ability to actually like teleport as well. They'd be able to get in your face and get shield and slow you. So that's, they'd be pretty good. I don't know. That'd be interesting. Yeah, I don't know, man. We'll see. Okay, so, um, let's talk about the big stuff, man. Let's get into okay. it. Okay, so we named this podcast Somebody Someone. Um, and we talked about this off air a little bit. And we're going to kind of talk a little, you know, we'll have plenty of time to talk about today too, man. But uh, why did you want to name it that? So, hold on. Okay. Gathering thoughts. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. So, pretty much it's mental health awareness for, you know, anxiety, depression, PTSD, how that affects you, how it affects anybody, how that affects first responders, veterans. Because first responders and veterans, you know, are the two highest suicide rates out there right now. So, and it, it kind of, it sucks. Yeah. It's like, you're a vet. I work in law enforcement. It's, it sucks. I'm, I'm tired of going to funerals. Right. I'm sick of it. So if I start to, you know, lose it, I'm I apologize. That's fine. No, 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 man. No apologies needed here, man. So this is something that I wrote down. You've already seen it, but mm -hmm. this is for everybody else. Yeah. So this is not for the followers. It's not for attention. It's nothing like that. Mm -hmm. So this is just the awareness of dangers of anxiety, depression, and PTSD. That's it. So everyone somehow, somewhere suffers from all of these in some sort of way. It could be caused from a childhood trauma. It could be caused from what happened last week. It could be something that happened last night. It could be anything. It, depression is terrible. 
It can cause you to not want to leave your house. It can cause you to not sleep or sleep all day. It can cause you to not want a game. I've been there. It can cause you to not hang out with your friends. It can cause you to lose friends. Everything. And if you don't have that somebody there to talk to or that someone there to talk to about anything, it could just be to joke around. Don't even have to talk about what's going on. It sucks. Like pulling through that is nearly impossible if you don't have somebody. Same thing with anxiety. Anxiety can hit out of nowhere. And I think people get PTSD and anxiety mixed up sometimes. But PTSD can also cause anxiety. This is true. Yeah. So Very true. <laughs> For obvious reasons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Um just reach out and if you don't have anybody to talk to come find me mm. i have my own discord come to my stream whatever i will talk to you i got no problem being there for anybody i may not know you but i will talk to you i'll listen we'll joke around do whatever i deal with mental health stuff all the time for work i've had my own issues it happens i will talk to you yeah and so that that comes into you know being somebody somebody you know I, I, we we threw that around a little bit too is um you know it's depression's a tough talk it's a tough talk especially with first responders and veterans um I think a lot of veterans a lot of people I know don't talk about a lot of things they possibly went through and just to be honest and be clear with everybody on the podcast right now, like I was not deployed you know I was never in a combat zone um ever but i have a unique position um uh, because not only am i service disabled uh for other things like tendonitis and this thing called ciu so i deal with va hospital quite a bit but on top of that i used to have a job where i used to work for a home health and hospice company for specifically working with uh hospice care patients at a veterans run uh veterans administration run hospital um so i was not only seeing veterans i was seeing veterans who were dying and uh you know that there's a lot that goes into it there's a lot that happens there's you know and there's there's a lot of depression there's no way around it um maybe i'm a little more jaded because i saw a lot of veterans who were on at the very end uh but just just talking to a lot of veterans that i know personally and people who have seen combat. Um, and on top of that, you know, I don't know a single veteran, especially because we're in a time of war. We've been in war for 22 years now that uh, that hasn't known somebody who's gotten hurt or known somebody who's died. You know, it's just it's a part of it. You know, you sign up to be in the military. You're not signing up to be, you know, you're not signing up to, to go to Hawaii and hang out. You know what I mean? Like you have a potential to go to war. And if you're at war for 22 years, guess what? That chance of going to war is much higher, you know, or going into combat zone. Uh, it's slowed down quite a bit, obviously, but these scars don't really go away and everybody deals with them differently. And I think one reason I love having you on right now is because it's such a simple yet powerful message to just be somebody's someone. You know what I mean? Just be have an ear. 
have, you know, take an hour out of your day to talk to somebody about anything. Um, it's really powerful, man. You know, it's, it's a, but it's something that nobody talks about, especially on Twitch, like gamers, gamers in general, there's a lot of veterans who game and they, uh, they probably use gaming to not talk about their shit when they probably should be talking about their shit. But, uh, I mean, do you have any experience? Do you know a lot of gamers that, uh, that do that? So I've got a bunch of friends that obviously game. They're known as thin blue line. They're gaming. Mm-hmm. They're a bunch of law enforcement first responders. We just get on and game. That's it. We don't really talk, but we also all work together. So, right. So it's a little different. Um, but you know, there's also the fact that a lot of people look at vets and first responders and stuff as rocks. They mm. don't have this problem. They don't have that problem. Even if they do have that problem, they know how to deal with it. They're fine. Right. I'll tell you right now, we're not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up, we're not. Some yeah. of us can hide it a lot better. Some of us can't hide it at all. You can tell the difference by just going into a Walmart. You'll see some dude acting just fine. And you'll see another guy that's backing up into a corner. He's the one that's not okay. I've done it. Let's just say Micro Center. I love Micro Center. It's where I bought all of my stuff. Gets busy. I have found myself in the back corner. Hmm. Waiting for a text from my friend saying, hey, we're leaving. I'm like, all right, I'll meet you outside. Right. It happens. Because you have these issues where you get surrounded by really bad people that want to kill you. Obviously, I'm still here, but it's happened to me twice. That's got to be a stressful. I mean, beyond oh. stressful. I mean, it's probably uh, you're. It's hard to articulate how stressful that probably. Oh, it makes your butt pucker. I would believe so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'd believe. I think my butt's puckering just hearing about it right now. Yeah, man. You're, like <laughs> you're sitting there with like one hand on your OC and one hand on your taser, trying to talk to him. To get him to you know talk down to try to get him to separate while you got your buddies on in route to try to get them to separate and get them away from you mm-hmm. it's it's nerve-wracking right well um how long have you been in law enforcement yesterday made four years okay this has only happened in four years yep are you going to be able to do 20 we'll see yeah I always, um, I've been assaulted a few times. My worst one yet is a broken wrist. Mm. Man, I've seen, I've seen some nasty suicides. Yeah. Well, what are, for people who don't like, rephrase, for people who don't understand, what are some of the things they should look out for, for people that they might know? This is, could be, you know, a lot of people might just listen to this on Spotify or might listen to this on YouTube and they, they probably don't even have any experience with this. I mean, the average age of the gamer is older, actually, believe it or not. I mean, the average age of the gamer right now is 31 years old. And, mm-hmm. um, but that average is going down. There's newer, younger gamers that are coming out and they probably haven't dealt with this. Or if they haven't themselves, they might notice some, some, 
some people that they know acting differently. So what are some things they should be looking out for? When is the, the time one, to reach out in your opinion? The big one is change in attitude. Okay. Like what? So say, say your friend is super hyper. He's always happy. He's always just running around being stupid. Then all of a sudden he's just like, eh, I just want to sit on the couch, watch TV. Mm. I'm not really hungry. I'll just do whatever I want. I'm fine. Right. That is a very big sign that something is going on and you should probably turn off that TV and make him talk. Right. Even if he doesn't want to make him talk. Yeah. That's tough. It's hard to do. People have done it with me. I've done it with other people. It is really hard to do. But if you don't do it, how are you going to feel if that person's not here anymore? Yeah. When you know you could have done something. Yeah. The alternative is usually always worse than than taking the steps necessary to avoid that. Yep. 100%. Um, yep. And they taught in the Marine Corps, you know, if somebody's suicidal, as you know of, you just literally don't leave that person's side. Like they, you're almost like handcuffed to that person until they go get help. There's no, I mean, it could be two o'clock in the morning. You were sitting next to that person until in the morning when they can talk to a chaplain or talk, you know what I mean? Like you just literally, that's what you do. Um, but in the real world out here, there's not a lot of backup. And, um, no, there's not. it's not, I mean, and especially if you don't have, um, I mean, I think a lot of people have it pretty bad too. I mean, some people don't have family. They come out of the Marine Corps. They come out of the service. They come out of law enforcement. They don't have family, you know, and they're, they're dealing with these feelings and these thoughts by themselves, man. And it's, um, it's tough. Uh, I had a, uh, I had a Sergeant major that I knew in hospice care. Uh, nicest guy I've ever met. Um, but one of the things I remember that broke my heart was that I came back to the facility like over the weekend or something to drop off some cookies for like nurse week or I did something right to something for the staff and his bed was empty. But I knew he had passed. I mean, dealing with hospice care, like people are on hospice for a reason. They're going to pass, right? Mm-hmm. The heartbreaking part though, is that no one was there. That's a reality. But I think personally, and I have hope, right? Like the gaming community itself is this interconnected, intertwined place. And Twitch is a unique community of gamers. And there is a amazing potential here to have somebody when you might not have had anybody. Yeah, like I I say this all the time, like Zion Yeet is my co-host, but also one of my best friends. Lilo and Ace. You know, Ace and Lilo, I know them personally. I go over to their house. Like, I know they're my some of my best friends. This other guy named Yin Invoked is one of my best friends. I've never seen Yin Invoked or, or Zion Yeet in person, but I know I've got their back. They've got my back. But I wouldn't have found that without gaming and without Twitch. Have you, and it seems like you made Thin Blue Line, like you're a part of the Thin Blue Line gaming co- like community, right? And there's, so, you know, that's where it gets kind of sticky because I'm with GGN. So, me and a buddy actually made T- Thin Blue Line before I joined GGN. Mm-hmm. We made it. And then I decided I wanted something a little bit more competitive. 
So I went to GGN and kind of left TBL, even though I still play with them. Right. And my buddy stayed back and he runs it. Gotcha. Yeah, but even even then though, you still have this group of gamers that you know. You work work you work with some of them, so you know them in real life. But there's probably other law enforcement first responders in that group that you've never met in person, but you could you know you could talk to, or they know they could talk to you. You know, you yeah, guys have your back. We're all pretty close. I th I think this is just my opinion. A lot of people that go to the V, like for example, at the VA, right? are are feeling alone and they go to the va to feel a part of a community like a lot of veterans that are there will be at a va hospital six seven eight hours to wait for a an appointment or they go just to be social because it's that brotherhood side of thing you know what i mean it's like yeah oh yeah you're hurt i'm hurt we're both here together. We've both got stories. We have different backgrounds, different lives, different everything. But we have this one thing in common, and this is the place we can share it. I personally think that Twitch has that as just in a digital form. You know what I mean? Like, just gaming in general has that. Just, just, just because gaming itself is fundamentally social. You know, at the end of the day, it's always been social. Shit, if you played chess, you had to at least look at somebody across the table. You know what I mean? Like it's always <laughs> it's always been social. Um so it's it's interesting to me that it's naturally turned into this kind of way of it's turned into something else. And I think if people are fighting depression, like I've actually had people come to me that I've barely knew and said that they are suicidal or say that they're depressed. Um I don't know them, never seen their face. I've never even heard their voice. But again, I go back to what you're saying, you know, being an advocate, being somebody, someone, you know, is like, it, I mean, when I read what you wrote, man, like it fucking meant a lot to me because it's like, it resonates, you know, it's, it's something that's, um, it's hard to ask for help, you know, but it's, it's better than the alternative. And there's stuff like, Stuff that I deal with in law enforcement that I really don't like talking to other people about that are not vets or not law enforcement. Right. Like, no offense to anybody, but some of the stuff civilians cannot handle. Because we see, hear, and have to deal with stuff that nobody should ever have to deal with. Ever. It's part of our job, so we do it. We signed up for it. We do it. That's how it is. Civilians should never, ever have to see it or hear it or I, I'm, I mean, I may go into too much detail, but, you know, have to put your hands on somebody that's bleeding out of an artery and you have to hold it down so they live. Yeah. I mean, that's, it sounds like something out of a movie or out of a TV show, but that is real life. And a lot of people are saved from that dealing with that you know in regular society and i'm gonna bring up something you know to that point um this is from my 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 personal dealings with people at the va and uh with people in hospice care um there is this feeling of almost resentment towards civilians 
because they're being saved from seeing these things that they a lot of veterans I talked to especially on people who have been through horrors of war like Vietnam vets and Iraqi and Afghanistan veterans you know, that have seen some shit um, a part of PTSD is you feel resentment because you, you're resentful that you feel like you don't fit in anymore you are resentful that they don't understand um and that's that's a tough one because you can't make somebody understand and again like you just said like you signed the contract so you're the one who signed up for this but at the end of the day i think what a lot of veterans miss that i've learned through therapy is like you're allowed to feel man like if it sucks or it's shitty it can be shitty it's okay you know what i mean i think a lot of veterans i talk to they never forgave themselves for a feeling the way that they feel like you're allowed to feel how you need to feel you know what i mean like um i'm getting teary myself man because i just you know i've been i've been in therapy for years man um that's not the reason why i got a hat over here if i start losing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a happy topic man but it's good to talk about um you know like um we're in the marine corps and i'm guaranteeing I, I think you can agree with this first responders and and law enforcement and um, you're taught mission first, patient first, job first. Your, your your focus is that your your feelings about something and your under your your resentment towards whatever you're you're feeling that shit has got to go away. The only focus is what's in front of you, dealing with that thing, whatever that is. The problem with that training and one thing I really had to work on in therapy is turning that shit the fuck off, because underneath all of that um is a feeling whether that's anger happiness sadness i'm not just saying like touchy-feely bullshit i'm talking like if you're one if your mindset is a hundred percent only focused on the job from one job to the next job to the next job to bed to wake up to job to job to job to bed to you know on this fucking rat race this rat wheel um you get numb to how you're supposed to feel about and oh, I, I'm so numb to so many things it's insane yeah and that way of thinking serves you well when you are in the military or in law enforcement or as a first responder because it keeps you sharp it keeps you focused on the mission or focused on the task um, focused like in a nurse for my wife's a nurse so focused on the patient during a crisis scenario you know, it, it keeps you because it, it keeps emotion away. You don't have time to process. You only have time to act. But the problem is, you if you the longer you shut that part off, the more numb you become. And a lot of patients, again, my opinion from dealing with veterans, I want to make sure I reiterate that. Um, those patients who have the worst cases or symptoms of PTSD cannot forgive themselves and they have forgotten how to feel straight up like they forgot how to feel joy they forgot how to feel sadness they just feel anger and frustration and numb and depressed and even those feelings is just not even a feeling it's just their state of being and that's what people don't realize about depression and ptsd it's not like they're choosing to feel this way. This is literally who they are right now. Mm -hmm. 
that shit's tough to swallow as a civilian. Like, how do you feel about that? I mean, you kind of just explained me a little bit. I've been Honestly, there, man. Because I'm so numb to a lot of stuff. I, I, I can't even... I, I, I don't want to go into details on here. Yeah. But Share whatever you're right. comfortable with, obviously. 100%. Obviously, there's stuff that, you know, um, make me go nuts. I'm trying to trigger. They trigger me. Mm -hmm. It could just be a, something in a movie. I'll be watching, smiling, having fun, then something will happen, and people can just see it on my face that I went from... I call it work mode. So mm -hmm. I go from like civilian mode to work mode and everybody just separates from me because they know that I'm either going to fight somebody or get super angry with somebody or something bad's going to happen. Because mm -hmm. when I go into work mode, I'm just the most unapproachable person you can possibly meet. Right. And I'm just, I just get numb to everything. Right. And I'm also super angry about stuff, which has actually caused me friendships and good relationships. Unfortunately, that's happened. Right. Which obviously is veterans in law enforcement have the highest divorce rates too. Highest rates of drinking, highest rates yep. of suicide, highest rates of divorce, highest rates of domestic violence, highest rates of CTE. Mm -hmm. All of it. it. It's all connected into one thing. Yeah. Yeah, I... Go ahead. Like the PTSD thing, that's it. It's a huge topic, at least for me, because, you know, first responders and veterans, man, we, we suffer from it the most. 100%. I know other people have it. I'm not discrediting that at all. But people, even if you haven't been to combat like you, you still have it from something else that happened during veterans. Mm -hmm. I've got it from where I work. Like, I've seen I've seen people commit suicide. I've seen people fight. I've seen the inside of a throat. Like I've seen the little ball of tendon that's right here in your arm. I've seen the ball of tendon in your arm. Like it's bad. Yeah. And it, I'll just say this for everybody. Being somebody, someone can go a long ways. Even if you're just walking around in Walmart and you see an officer or law enforcement or a nurse, firefighter, doctor, EMS, whoever. One thing that always warms my heart and it reminds me why I do what I do is to have somebody just come up and say, thank you. Yeah. You don't have to give them a handshake or whatever. Cause you know, COVID right now do whatever you're comfortable yeah. with. But if you just say thank you, I can't tell you how many times, like personally, when I hear that, I don't know what to say back all the time. I, I know, dude, I've been out of the service for eight years and I still don't know what to say. I'm like, uh, uh, you're welcome. Like, I don't fucking know. Like, yeah. Do I say you're welcome? Like, what do I say? But it, it warms the heart. And it's like most days I'm like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. And then somebody comes up to me and goes, thank you for what you do. And like, you're the reason why I do it. Yeah. Yeah. Straight up. And I there are times like if you guys ever actually watch my stream, you'll notice I'm up very late. Mm. I can't fall asleep until I'm like ready to pass out. Because if I fall asleep too soon, 
just being straight up, I will fall asleep, close my eyes, see blood. I'm up the rest of the night. Right. Just what it is. I only get about four hours of sleep a night. Right. And then you're back to work. Yeah. Do you find that a lot of other law enforcement are like that? Yeah. Well, most of us are. Is there any sort of like uh, counseling or anything that you guys are doing? We, we have, I can't remember the name of it, but we can. It's just, you know, most of us are too prideful. Like me, I'm too prideful. And I just rather go to one of my friends that I know I can talk to instead of somebody I don't know. Right. Well, that's the, that's the hard part, man. Trust me. And I know I'm out of the Marine Corps. Right. I've been out for years and um, I remember when I was in like, hey, you know, you should go talk. Somebody told me, hey, you should go talk to a chaplain. I'm like, yeah, fuck off. You know what I mean? That's your first initial reaction. It's like, nah, I'm fine. I'm tough. I'm good. You know what I mean? Like, I'm fuck off. You know, like you don't. It, there's this weird balance in the Marine Corps, especially in the Marine Corps. Maybe I don't know about other services. I can't speak to them, but I know Lilo uh, or Ace can talk to this. Like when you're in the Marine Corps, like. The goal is, like, you're a bad motherfucker. You don't need help. That's what you're supposed to think. You know what I mean? Like, you're a, you're the baddest of the bad on the planet, brother. You're not allowed to ask for help. <laughs> what is help? Mm. What is that? You know what I mean? Mm. And I, I think there's, there's a part of that in law enforcement as well. It's that brotherhood. We've got your back. You don't need to talk to somebody. You're fine. I've seen worse. You're just complaining. You know, you're tough. You're going to be okay. Um, the problem with that mentality is that it serves you up until the day that you have a problem and then it doesn't serve you anymore yeah that's the first thing they try and teach you when you go through therapy for PTSD is they try and teach you hey you are allowed to feel how you're allowed to feel and it's not weak to feel things like it's not it's not weak to feel like that's your that's actually your natural human form like that's what you're supposed to be is a is a functional like feeling person that's just you don't have to let it control i'm not even saying like feelings like you should be a super emotional and like crying every time you see the notebook or you know what i'm saying like you know what i'm saying like you're not supposed to be like this over emotional being but if you're happy, you're allowed to say you're happy. If you're sad, you're allowed to say you're sad. If you're angry, you're allowed to say you're fucking angry. And it's okay to feel those things. The problem is PTSD takes over. Depression takes over. And your state of being becomes so numb that you forget that you're allowed to feel things. You don't allow yourself to feel anymore. You only allow yourself to feel anger, but you do it subconsciously. It's not like you're... Cho you don't choose to wake up like, I'm fucking angry. Like, you don't choose to be numb or depressed or tired or sad like you just are it's just mm. that is what you do like i'm not saying you in general i'm just saying as somebody in depression that's how you feel like just is what it is yeah um, it, it it changes everything you think and it changes everything you see mm. i don't know if you like i'll try to explain on that a little bit so because because of being in law enforcement my state of mind is completely different when I'm out in public. I'm always looking around. I trust me. If you come into a business, say a restaurant, I have already looked at you and I've already checked to see if you were concealing. Mm. I already know 
And then I also already know where you're sitting. So I watch the entire restaurant. Yeah. The entire time. I'm scanning the, like, I might be talking to my date. Like, I might be looking right at her. Right. But I'm looking be through her, behind her, everywhere. Oh, yeah. When I was in the Marine Corps and still to this day, like, we go out, I'm looking for exits, how to get to that exit, what happens if we need to barricade a door, what happens if we need to barricade ourselves, who I might have to fight. Like, you just size everybody up. Yep. I, that's what you do. It just becomes natural. Yeah. You can't, like, I don't, if you know how to stop it, great, but I haven't been able to figure it out. Right. Like, I haven't, no, trust me. I've been out for eight years. I still do it. So <laughs> that part just stays there. Like, there's a reason why my gaming setup is in my room. Right. <laughs> like, I can hear what's going on outside my window over here, but I don't need to, I don't need to look. Yeah. I feel you. So, no, I mean, then, you know, just going on normal vacations, say Disneyland, I have scanned everybody that we walk by. Right everybody in the line like it just it just happens do you feel this is from me personally do you feel like you judge them a bit sometimes i'm just share i'm just sharing that because i felt that way i try not to that's something i've really been working on because you know when when i'm at work i do kind of judge what's going on mm -hmm. and trying to like oh this person's wearing this that typically means this is going to happen. Mm. So when I'm in public, I try to be like, oh, they're wearing this, but, but we're in public. I just need to get that out of my head. Right. Is you think I'm wearing what I normally do at work when I'm off? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I judge. I think when I was in the worst, when I was really depressed, I judged people for not understanding how I felt. But at the same time, it was, this is, uh, now I'm just getting personal, but it was mostly because I, I didn't know how I felt and I was almost putting that on them and I was judging them for not understanding that I was in pain. You know what I mean? It's a weird thing to say. It's a weird thing to say out loud, but, you know, therapy helped come to that realization i'm able to talk about it easily now is like i i judge them for not sharing the pain or seeing the pain that i was dealing with and i almost not I wouldn't say feel superior because i felt like shit but i would say like you know you don't have it that bad you know why are you complaining look what you're driving you know i judge them in these like weird ways like you know, you're driving a benz you don't have shit like you know, you don't know what real toughness is. You don't understand. You know, but at the same time, I don't know that person. That person could be a fucking Vietnam vet with 30 kills. I have no goddamn clue. I just, to me, personally, at the time, when you have depression, your brain does weird shit. <laughs> it just does weird shit. I've done that before, too, and I actually lost a really good friend just recently because of that. What happened? If you want to talk about it. Well, her and I actually went to the academy together. She's a mental health therapist. Whoa, hold on, hold on. We got a giant raid. Oh my god. Holy shit. Holy shit. Is that Bonafide Hero? Okay, sorry, dude. I know I just cut you off. I apologize. Okay, Bonafide Hero is a what we were playing Halo last night, and he just came in with a fat raid. 
Guys, I have all of my uh, my stuff turned off at the moment, guys. So there's no... I've turned off all the messaging for the podcast. Uh, welcome to the podcast. We've got some dizzy butt bots going on here. And Tokyo Gamers in here. And Bonafide Hero. Shout out to Bonafide Hero. If you guys are listening to this at home, we just got raided by a million people, bro. Much love to the podcast. I turned it off. Nice try, Bonafide. He's trying to use uh, talk-to-speech. Guys, we are actually talking about some pretty deep shit we're talking about some mental health stuff right now with veterans uh veterans who game and kind of some of the stuff we dealt with you guys just jumped in please chime in if you've dealt with depression i know it's a heavy it's a heavy topic for sunday at fucking 3 p.m but trust me it's 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 been good talk so far man it's been a giant it's been an awesome talk okay so back what we were talking about judging feeling feeling like you're judging so, people last year i had covid when it first happened mm -hmm. and i had it pretty bad and i felt like i had nobody like i felt like i had nobody there nobody freaking cared that i was had it really bad in fact that i've practically lost my left lung mm. like i felt like i had nobody in reality this chick that i went to the academy with she was there yeah the whole time she was talking to me every day. She was making sure I was okay. Everything. Right. I didn't see it. And then, you know, some stuff has happened with her and I was there for her that entire time. And I just feel like because I didn't acknowledge the fact that she was there for me, she didn't acknowledge that I was there for her and mm -hmm. everything just, we got super toxic toward each other and now we're not even talking. That's tough, man. But I, I can, I empathize with that. I had the same thing when I was, uh, oh, that's yeah, a bad thought, but I had a really toxic relationship when I was in the Marine Corps and, uh, similar, similar feelings that you're having where it's, uh, you have this, like, you have this, uh, this depression. You don't know how to handle it. You don't feel like you can talk to anybody about it. Then you go through something traumatic. In your case, you went through COVID. You know, in my case, I had just lost somebody um, in the Marine Corps. Who, you know, got shot. And you don't have anybody to talk to. You feel like you have to shoulder the burden by yourself. And then on top of that, your dumb brain during depression and PTSD makes you feel like you should just suck it up. And then you end up unintentionally lashing out in weird ways and it's it sucks it's mm -hmm. and then it's not of course it's not until later in life when you fucking realize fucking dumb brain like why did you do that like like, like you just caused me one of my best friends right yeah but i as somebody i could actually talk to whenever i wanted right well, do you have people now that you're able to, that you feel comfortable talking to? Yep. One of, one of my best friends that I hang out with, but I have two of them, actually. I hang out with about once a week. Mm -hmm. We, you know, we work together so we can kind of just tell each other whatever. That's good. But, yep. Um, one of them I was in here watching he might still be in here but his parents you know came over to see his newborn right well yeah, yeah. fair enough yeah. fair enough yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah fair and enough the other one for sure probably heading to work right now so right 
Well, uh, for everybody who just raided, who came in, um, GGN is in, is law enforcement. I was a veteran in the Marine Corps, and uh, we're kind of having a uh, we're we're having a good good talk about as it being somebody, someone, um, especially towards you know first responders, law enforcement, veterans. Um, or even people with PTSD and depression, like you were saying, like you can get to a car crash and have PTSD. You'd be very surprised. I mean, it can happen to anybody for any reason. It's not, it's not specific just to first responders. Um, but having somebody in your corner that you can talk to. And uh, before you guys showed up, we were talking about the gaming community and how that gaming community, um, like I've. We we're talking about I've I've made some of my best friends through the gaming community. He is in a you st did you you helped start this group right the th thin blue line. I helped, yeah, I helped start it. I'm not with them anymore, but I still right. play with them. Right. So you you got first responders and some of your friends at work uh, and law enforcement officers to kind of like play and unwind and hang out together. Mm -hmm. um, so do you feel like gaming has been a uh, driving force in any sort of help? For you guys at all well there's a reason why we play the games we do mm -hmm. so like call of duty say we have a bad day we can come home and just this is a weird way to say this but we can go home and just if you people. say shoot the shit i'm gonna have to like <laughs> 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 just go home jump on some wars on just you know shoot some people right right <laughs> it's not it's <laughs> Someone's gonna take that clip out of context. Oh, 100%. oh I know. That's why I'm like, this is such a bad way to say this. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. No, but it, there's an there's an unwinding. I mean, you also play Destiny. It's not like you're just. I mean, you're shooting aliens and you're you're. you're it's. I find it very therapeutic. You know, and I don't know if you find that there. I mean, do you find so, that that's helpful? The reason why I like Destiny and Outriders so much, mm -hmm. and let's say RuneScape. I play RuneScape on occasion. Mm -hmm. It's like, uh, it's an escape. It's right. not real life, but you're playing as a character and it feels like it's real for that hour to nine hours, however long you play it. Right, right. There's no stress of the world going on. There's no worries of the world going on. It's just you and whatever's going on in that game and your friends that you're playing with. Right. And soon, I've seen TikToks about this too. As soon as you're done playing, bam, it all hits again. Right. Well, there's um, there's another good topic to talk about. And this this applies to gamers in general, um, and just people, people in general, not just law enforcement, but a lot of people who go through depression or anxiety or whatever have you. Um, they all have one thing in common, um, is that a lot of them use, and I'm not saying like, you know. Whether that's whether that's video games, or whether that's drugs, or drinking, or smoking two packs a day, or work, just focusing on work only, or whatever it is, sleep. Um, there's a masking agent involved with depression, and I, I'm betting some people in chat have dealt with this shit. I mean, I can guarantee people in chat and people listening at home have probably dealt with this, like. I know personally when I was in, uh, I drank a lot. Like I drank excessive amounts thinking it was normal because everybody around me was doing it. And 
I brought that with me out of the war, and it fucking did not go into good places. Um, and then I quickly realized when I got into therapy that I was using drinking and video games and cigarettes and whatever I get my hand. Like, I wasn't really doing drugs, but those three things primarily to, like, basically, instead of face a fear of, of emotion, I was just like, fuck that emotion. I'm going to do this instead. I, you know, I'd wake up, I'd eat breakfast, I'd go to the gym, I'd go to work. Fucking eat lunch, I'd come home, I'd game. I wouldn't give my brain a second to think about anything. You know what I mean? Do you feel like that happens to you? Yeah, so before I got into law enforcement, I was, I'd hardly ever drink. It'd be very rare. And then about a year into it, yeah, started drinking a lot. I've gotten a lot better recently, but I started drinking a lot because it's just like, I can't deal with what I saw today. I can't deal with this bullshit. Yeah. Some crown. Dude, that's, that's what happens. That's what happened to me. My moment was when my buddy died. Um, that's what happened to me. It just, I can't deal with this. I'm going to drink. Well, here's the problem. Like 10 years of that, like 10 years of doing that is your first initial reaction instead of like, Hey, I'm going to, this sucks. I got to feel this. It's like, fuck feeling that I'm drinking. You know, it just becomes your initial only reaction instead of like, you don't even think there's another way out. You just think like, I'm going to drink or like, I'm tired. I need coffee. I'm stressed. I need a drink. I need a break. I'm going to have a cigarette. Like you just, your brain automatically only thinks like, this is your fix. Nothing else works. Only this. And then depression doubles down on that. Um, where, I mean, I sound like a fucking therapist, but I'm not, I'm just sharing my, these are my personal problems I've dealt with. I'm kind of just unloading on you right now for the fucking, for the fucking world to hear. You know what I mean? Um, but, uh, if your first initial reaction is always to go towards something, you know, it's, it's going to be that until you realize that's, that's the thing that's actually holding you back a little bit. So there is a fine line when it comes to gaming. Um, I, I mean, I've been gaming since I was fucking five, four years old, five years old. You know, I've been gaming my whole life. Mm-hmm. So it's, I never put gaming into that box, but um, I could, you could see how that could definitely, there's probably some people on Twitch right now who are gaming instead of dealing with something that they need to be dealing with. You know what I mean? That's kind of shitty to say, but. That's the truth. I know, you know, Jeff Bezos would all love us to keep streaming and bring him money. You know what I mean? But this, the yeah. end of the, <laughs> yeah, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, there's always those boundaries, but I think there's also relief. There's a fine balance, man. It seems like you're finding relief though. You know, I think there's nothing wrong with that. And you're able to play video games and you find relief. And is, can that be so bad? You know? No, it's fine. Yeah. You one thing that I've learned with PTSD and depression, you've always got to have an out. Mm. It doesn't matter if it's gaming, it doesn't matter if it's going to the gym or both, like I do both. It doesn't matter what it is. You can just go for a drive somewhere. You can just go hang out with some friends. Even even if you don't hang out with anybody, you can just go for a drive. Say I say here in Colorado. Mm. 
drive up to the Rocky Mountains. Just drive around the mountains. Yeah. Find a off the wall little place to go eat. There's some really good like mom and pop little burrito stores up in Idaho Springs up here that are really, really good. Mm. And you're not going to find them unless you, you know, go for a little drive once in a while. Yeah. And get close to a road called Oh My God Road. There's Oh My God Road. What the hell is that? So it goes, it bridges between Idaho Springs and, uh, oh, where does it come out? I can't remember where it comes out. I can't remember the name of the town, mm -hmm. but there's no railings on it. And it's, yeah, <laughs> there's, there's a reason why it's called, oh my God. Right Hello? Now. Why are they allowing <laughs> this? Why is that a road? It, same thing with the million dollar highway. There's no rail, railings on it and it's super sketchy, but, um, Thanks. You just drive up there, you get, get up to an area where, uh, it's not pavement anymore and it turns into dirt. Mm hmm near the top and then you just come back down yeah so do you find i mean i agree with you 100 percent. i think to do the job that you're doing right now for veterans who are still you know not veterans yet they're still in active duty and for first responders you got to have something mm -hmm. i mean there's there's no way around it i mean i remember i had something when i was in my wife's a nurse she loves to shop that's her thing that's like her thing she loves doing it it's just like that's that's her way of unwinding is going to find go to a store hang out she didn't have to buy anything just that's her thing you know what i mean i think everybody has to have that one thing for me it was definitely drinking and gaming though. i played a lot of video games i mean a fucking lot of people um me it's like uh video games going to the range driving around because i do i used to do a lot of off-roading i don't do it anymore mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and the gym. So, well, is there anything else that you would like to say to anybody who might be dealing with depression out there? There's always somebody around. You're never alone. You're not worthless. You're not a piece of shit. So those thoughts that you get, I know what they are. I know how it feels. Like you feel like you're a waste of space. You're not. Depression, PTSD, anxiety, all that crap, it gets into your head and it makes you feel like you're all alone. And nobody understands it. Nobody gets gets it. Nobody gets exactly how you feel. And, you know, we may not get exactly how you feel, but we can't help unless you speak up. Yeah. And that's something I've personally struggled with. And one of my best friends finally broke me. But if you don't speak up, we can't help. And then if we can't help, I know, I know what this is like. You'll start blaming everybody else and all your friends for not helping. So you will feel alone and worthless and a waste of space and a piece of shit. All of this stuff when you're not, you just need to open your mouth. There's plenty of people around. Like I said, you don't know me, but I have a discord. I also stream. Come talk to me. Yeah. I am more than willing to listen and I'll, I'll even just joke around with you. If that's all you want, I'll make you laugh. It, it sometimes that's all, all that it takes is just to get somebody just to roll off their chat chair laughing and I'll do it to you. If you really want that. Yeah, I'll do yeah. it. 
That'll definitely do it for sure. <laughs> That'll do it. I mean, that's the thing, man. And you, you hit the nail on the head, dude. 100%. I agree. That was fucking amazing, dude. Because I, that's, I think somebody who's probably listening to this podcast, I don't know if it was sitting on Spotify or watching on YouTube or live right now, like, there's always somebody there. Always. Don't let your brain fool you into thinking, like, like he said, like Razor said, man, like, don't let your brain think or fool you into thinking that you're alone. You're fucking not. You're not. You're 100% not. Especially if you're a gamer. Especially if you have no idea how many people give more of a shit than you think. Like, I can guarantee that, you know? I've met some of my best friends online, you know? Speaking of which, Mr. Bonafide Hero, we're brand new friends, but I feel like I've known him forever. Like, gaming is a very, especially on Twitch, Twitch in general is a very unique community of people who are, like, if you're, they actually give a shit, and you give a shit about them. It's like a true connection. It's very strange. Like, how do you think that happened? Like, that's a, that's a good question for you. Like, if we really think about it, like... I mean, that's so weird. We like me and you were talking on a podcast. This is the first time I've seen your face, other than when I saw you on your stream, right? But it's the first time we've had a really com- big conversation. But I feel really comfortable talking. With you. you know what I mean? That's very weird. Like back when we first started gaming, that didn't exist. Like you no. actually had to go to somebody's house, like <laughs> and straight up. So, where do you we think this is gonna go from here? You wanna play? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly it. Dude. Exactly it. So where do you think that came in? Like, how did that start? I don't know. I think streaming has actually brought a lot of us together, honestly. Because now we have all these platforms like YouTube, uh, Twitch, Discord even, that we can just connect with a lot of people. Yeah. We may not know like half the people that are actually in our Discords, but we can. we have a connection with quite a few of them. Yeah. Some of my best friends are in my Discord, and then I'll, of course I'm in GGNs. Right. And I've got the two guys in there that I've known since Modern Warfare Two. Right. Yeah, these are like, people like Zion Yeet was just saying earlier. My my co says he wants to come visit. You know, he's I think he lives somewhere on the West Coast. I'm not going to disclose his location, but you know, he lives on the West Coast. He wants to come all the way to the East Coast because he met some people online. We've never met in person. I've only seen his face through a camera. You know what I mean? But I feel like I know him really well it's kind of cool how you can just meet people that are that are outside your neighborhood like if we were kids like you played video games with kids that were like in the neighborhood that you could ride your bike to and now you can meet people on the fucking west coast or you know bona fide heroes from the uk like the fuck you know like Mm -hmm. it's crazy Mm -hmm. you know and like because i see striders in here now too yeah i i feel like i'm like we're pretty close too because we've talked on discord i'm i'm a moderator on his stream like he's a good guy oh yeah you know, i know if i need somebody to talk to i could turn to him right so you've made this like that's the cool part you've made these connections online and i i used to when i used to go to the veterans i still go to the veteran stuff but when i when i go to the veteran hospital i tell even older people like older veterans i'm like you should get into gaming like, I'm telling you right now, not only does it sharpen the mind, um, but it, you know, you meet people that you never thought you'd meet, ever. And these people yeah. are going to know you deeply. And it sounds weird, and it sounds sci-fi and bullshit, but it's like, mm-hmm. it's true. <laughs> it's fucking true. It is. <laughs> it's so strange how that is, man. 
Um, I do have something for the kids, though, because in case anybody and parents are letting their kids listen, mm-hmm. bullies. Okay. I know bullies are a thing on Twitch. I've seen other people like going at streamers and stuff. You come at me, I'm going to ban you. If I'm a moderator in a stream and you're bullying somebody, I'm going to ban you. But I'm, it's not even going to be a warning. I'm just going to, you're done. Right. Bullies have been around since and when we were kids. Forever, dude. I mean, they made movies about that in the 50s. (laughs) Like, bullies have been around since people have been around. Like, bullies have no place in my stream or any stream I'm a part of at all. If you're a streamer and you're a bully, I will leave your stream in a heartbeat. I don't care. That's such a weird thing to do, too. Like, why would you even be a fucking bully as a streamer? I don't know. That's so weird. I'm sure it happens somewhere. Probably. But bullies have been known to cause kids to self-harm to the point where they're cutters to make them feel like they're alive i've i've heard it i've been around it i'm a worship leader for my church i've dealt with it before it's terrible and to the point to even sometimes where the kids will commit suicide Mm. and it may be online they're getting bullied online or they're getting bullied in their schools or they're getting bullied somehow doesn't matter it's still happening And either they're saying something and nobody's helping because nobody believes them or they're not saying anything. And that brings me to the point of we can't help if there's no. But if you're a parent and you can tell your kid is having issues. Be the parent. Not there to be their best friend. Right. Whatever. You're there to be their parent. If you see they're having issues, get off your ass and go do something about it. Right. This is all to future parents too who might be listening as well, man. Yeah, that's true. I think the um go ahead. Like I'm an I'm to my friends, they call me uncle. I'll just straight up, if any of my friends' kids have issues, I will take care of business myself. I'm a fighter. Like you don't want to mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I will take care of it. But parents, you should be taking care of it. Right. Whether it's calling their parents or going over there with your kid and making that kid apologize, something. Right. That's. I think that's a. Take care of it. That's a hard thing too online, though. I mean, you're getting bullied from somebody. I mean, think about this way. I mean, I grew up with social media, but I grew up with like early stage Facebook and MySpace and AOL and AIM, and just you just deal with bullies inside of schools and it really never came to what it is today i think the i think that bullying today is just a whole nother fucking level man because you can you can get it from everywhere i mean have you seen the have you seen the movie the social dilemma have you seen that movie yeah fucking a bro. jeez like can you imagine when we were younger like <laughs> you take a picture and then 30 people at your school start calling you shit because that picture might not be what they like like can you like imagine the amount of of self-harm that causes to your your image as a person like that's something that parents in the future like i'm gonna have a kid soon like not yet we're not don't fucking freak out stream <laughs> she's not pregnant yet okay we're just we're, we're you know what i'm saying we're just practicing okay still out, still you, out. You're trying? We're, we're, <laughs> we're practicing okay um 
No, but um, um, pregnant. Shut the fuck up, Schneider. <laughs> no. Um, but that's something we're gonna have to navigate in the future, and I think that it's a great message that you just said. Is like you got to uh, you gotta navigate that, but you gotta stand up for your kids, like, and you gotta figure out, you know, you gotta. I I personally, for me, I'm I'm gonna really moderate with my kids, like. The amount of internet time that they have and um i'm not gonna let them have social media accounts until they're much older like straight up because of like the movie the social yeah. dilemma but also what i've seen like we've all seen the bullying that happens on twitch like from like uh big streamers or stuff like that you know what i mean or like the coercion like there's that uh we talked about it on a couple podcasts ago about uh this uh this actually this twitch staff member who tried to use the Twitch partnership to lure some girl into trying to send him nudes and like date him. It was like fucking creepy as hell, but that shit happens, man. And there's even yeah. people online. Oh God. Yeah. I mean, just imagine the amount of shit that happens, but there's a lot of stuff that we don't see either. That's probably happening with like preteens and teenagers. That's happening. Fortunately, everywhere. I get to see a lot of that stuff. I bet you do, man. That's why I'm bringing this up. It's because I I get to see all the you seen the you've seen the other side. You see how this ends when it goes it bad. Yeah. Like when I tell you, there's a dude here that he raped a six or I shouldn't say that word. He uh, took a 16 year old girl. And then ripped her to pieces and uh, spread her Jeez. parts all over the place. It actually happened. Easy. But you know, there's a lot of people that I'm. I'm just gonna be straight up. I know somebody's gonna get offended by this, but a lot of people live under a rock. Mm -hmm. They don't think this stuff actually happens, and this is why we get protests where I work. Mm -hmm. It really does happen. There's some horrible shit out there. Like, there's a, it's just a reason why a lot of us do what we do and have what we have for precautions for safety. Hmm. I know vets do. I know law enforcement do because we get recognized outside. It can get kind of bad sometimes. Right. So, like, I hate to say it, but wake up. Right. This stuff happens. And it causes more problems than you want to know. Do you think that that's a lack of knowledge or a lack of understanding? So I'm not trying to, again, it's a podcast. We're a gaming podcast, but we're, we're talking about a pretty deep conversation here. Um, you know, I have friends who are law enforcement still from the Marine Corps, like that literally became law enforcement. So I, see, I hear a lot of different sides. I have a unique position to hear a lot of sides, right? Um, I think law enforcement in general, do you think that there's a lack of knowledge? Like from your perspective, like do you think there's a lack of knowledge about what goes on at police departments or what happens with with uh that happens day to day? I mean I mean you could go you could actually go to your county's website right now, look up who's a wanted felon and for what charge. Some of that shit will say murder. <laughs> like it's mm -hmm. fucking crazy. And there's thousands of people wanted by the police. And it's posted every day. Like, 
by most departments. It just, it's crazy. I mean, the, this stuff that is going on around you is, you could have a neighbor who's a serial killer right now. You don't even fucking know it. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's crazy how that stuff is true, unfortunately. That is the world we live in. Um, and the I don't think it's a lack of knowledge. I think it's the fact that a lot of us have to hide a lot of stuff that goes on. Hmm. Is that from like uh like an order or just I'm just confidential? Yeah. And might be an active court case, you know what I'm saying, that might be involved. You know, that you don't want to leak any information. That makes sense to me. But at the same time, um you know, I don't want to get too political. I don't, you know, that's one of those things I try and avoid as much as possible because I think it's more about, especially in the conversation here, it's more about the feeling. And, um, you know, especially what we're talking about with depression and PTSD. Uh, do you find that a lot of coworkers of yours have PTSD and depression? I think we all do. I mean, Just, you can't see all those gonna, horrors every gonna, day, you know what I mean, and not feel something. We're not going to admit it. Like, it took me a while to admit it. But some of us that we, we hang out outside of work, mm -hmm. you can tell the difference. Yeah. And then when something happens and we all get triggered at the same time, which is funny for us, right. not for anybody around In us, the moment, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because we all change and we're just like, what? So. Well, do you think but, there's a... Do you, I think, personally, there's a giant mental health crisis happening in America. Um, I don't know about other countries, but I do know about here. Like in the state of, like where I live in the state of Virginia, and in Virginia, it's really bad. Um, and I think, I think a lot of people are dealing with a lot of stuff, especially after COVID, right now. You know, a lot of people have been cooped up, antisocial. You know, maybe lost their job, lost their business. There's a lot of hardship that's going on out there, and hardship makes people do crazy shit. So I'm appreciative of the law enforcement that are out there. Um, at the same time, I think I personally wish that I had taken my advice that I'm about to give you. I wish I had taken this advice when I was still in the Marine Corps. You know, I'd highly recommend to go talk to a therapist. And this is for everybody in chat, not just you. I'm talking about just everybody in chat. You don't, it's, it, here's the thing. You don't know what you don't know. It's not like you you just sometimes you need somebody to tell you, hey, you're thinking really weird. You know, this is not normal. It's normal to you and me. Like, you know, at the time when I first started therapy, I was like, this is normal. This is how I am. Fuck you. Like, this is how I am. They're like, mm, that's not normal. <laughs> like, somebody telling you, like, you're not, no, nobody else really thinks that way. You're not supposed to think that way. It's like, we're not, that you're not supposed to, but it's like, you know, not qualifying your feelings, not having somebody to chat with, not thinking, you know, trying to better yourself in a, in a mental state um, and just kind of like bearing the pain. Like, you don't have to. I'm just telling people in chat right now, like, you don't have to. If you're at home at Spotify, you you can talk to somebody, you know? Uh, I know mental health is a is a taboo wor word and we're all supposed to just keep on trucking, keep working, keep fucking bringing in the bills, wake up, drink coffee, go make money for fucking Uncle Sam, bitches. Like, but I'm telling you right now, you will feel you will feel like a fucking world has come off of your shoulders just by having somebody to talk to and just taking some time out of your week to to just have somebody listen to you and tell you that 
you know, it's okay to feel and you're, it's going to be fine. You know, I think we all could. Do you agree Personally, with that? Personally, I have my own issues with therapists and I will never see one again. Oh shit. Do you have a bad experience? Yeah. Oh, very bad. Yeah, it was very bad. I will never go see a therapist again. Hmm. I would highly recommend to find a different one. Fuck that. Whatever therapist you talk to, fuck them. <laughs> like, whoever they are. It was pretty bad. There are bad therapists. Just like there's, there's fucking criminals, you know? There's bad people. There's always bad therapists, too. That's for sure. You gotta find the right one. I guess that's the, the right thing to say. I just stick to my friends and we talk about stuff. Right. Well, where do you think you're going to go with you? Are you going to try and do your full 20 or what do you think, man? What What's the next step? Where, where are you going in your streaming career? Like, do you, how do you like streaming? Do you think this is something you want to do full time? Like where are your thoughts on everything? Streaming? Maybe I like it. It's fun. I'm working on some stuff to try to make it better. I guess now it's time to do it since I'm not affiliated yet, mm -hmm. but I'm, I'm trying. Right. That's all I can really do. Um, do it full time. Maybe, maybe like I'd have to think about it pretty hard because, you know, benefits. Yeah. <laughs> Got that. Yeah. <laughs> um, 20 years in law enforcement. I'm thinking probably, I'm just thinking I might transfer. Mm. I maybe I haven't really decided on it. I've been thinking about going to another, like, a uh, sheriff's department. Mm -hmm. But we'll see. Yeah. I'm pretty I'm pretty solid where I'm at right now. Right. Well, wherever life takes you but, to. Yeah. Um, when it comes to the streaming stuff, if I give you friendly advice, and this is, um, is going to be for everybody that's on, listening on Spotify and at home and all that shit, too. It's, um, if you're going to start streaming, you don't build Rome in a day. You do it brick by fucking brick. And if you want to do something with streaming, just try and do, I always say, just try and do 1% every day. Um, and then over the course of a year, you'd be surprised how much you'll change. Oh, and here's a great piece of advice. I was actually going to make a video on this, but I will just share this information here with everybody. Um, when you're streaming, when you're starting out, you're going to suck. I don't know who needs to hear this, but you're going to suck. I suck. Okay, listen. <laughs> I We were talking about this, too. We'll talk about this in a bit, too. We were, we were talking about how you play drums, and I play drums. I was fucking terrible at drums when I first started playing drums. Imagine that. Imagine. Like, when you start streaming, it's just like any other job or any other skill. You are going to be terrible. Like... It just is, but there's this law, and I want to I want to give everybody this piece of advice. If there's if there's one two things to take away from this podcast, it's be somebody, somebody, someone, and that there is a law out there that is called the law of good enough. Have you heard of this law? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> the law of good enough. Okay, so the law of good enough is very simple. If it's an equation. If you try and you do it, that will equal good enough. Basically, what that means is if, for example, I'll take video editing because I've been doing a lot of video editing. 
six months ago, it took me two hours to make a video. It came out like shit, but I tried. I did the content, and at the time, that was good enough. Now, months later, what used to take me two hours in shit quality is much better than less time. Is it where I want it to be? No. But in this point in time, it's good enough. The law of good enough does not work if you don't put in the fucking effort. That's the key. Like, mm -hmm. that is the key. And I mean effort as in, like, if you've got five minutes, that's still in five minutes of dedicated effort. And then you look back on whatever you're making or adding to your stream, or whatever. And you're like, all right, I did that. That's good enough. Like, that's fine. It's not, it's not held back by the amount of time or effort. It's just about what effort are you putting into that thing? And are you okay with where it's at right now? And if those two things are true, then it's good enough, man. Leave it alone. Keep trucking, baby. Keep trucking, baby. This laws of attraction equal fucked up people. Love <laughs> other fucked up people. Yeah, that's exactly it. Let's see, he yeah, gets it. it. Yeah, Lilias gets it. Exactly, dude. Um, And I, Zion, you said something really, really good there. You know, don't try to be corporate either. Keep it as a hobby. If you're not enjoying it as anybody else, that's a great, that's a great question to ask yourself. If you're not enjoying it, do you think anybody else is? Like, that goes with everything. That goes with playing drums. That goes with being in a band. Like, if you're not having fun on stage, like, do you think anybody else is having fun listening to the music? You know what I mean? Like, no. Just how it goes. Um, so I'd recommend with your streaming, dude, just one one percent at a time, and just see where it goes. Who knows where it's going to be in a year? You know, like Lilo and Ace and Chat, they. They started streaming like seven months ago, and now they're killing it. Shredder Native has started. I don't know when he started, but he's been killing. Everybody's just takes time. It's just time and effort. You know. I think you'll get there. You got to figure out your groove too. You know. That's what it is right now for me. Is just a hobby. It's just something to do to get away from everything. Yeah. And, and nothing wrong with I that. Hope, and I always hope for somebody new to come in so I can meet somebody new. Yeah. Yeah, man. I like meeting new people, so. Yeah, and Zion's inviting you into the Apex community, dude. We got a lot of people if you're interested. So, yeah, at one point you just strike gold and you keep going. It's like, our, you know, Shredder Native said, man. It sounds like it's a hobby right now. It might turn into something in the future, and it might just be a hobby. There's nothing wrong with just being a hobby either. You know what I mean? No. Like, I play drums, but I'm not a band. I like to play drums. Fuck it. You know, like, <laughs> I'm not in a band anymore. I just play. I was playing. still in a band for his guitar stuff, though. Nice. What kind of music do you like to play on drums? Oh, I play just about anything. But my favorite is probably metal. Yeah, are you do you have a, are you really good at double kick? Mm -hmm. I'm terrible at double kick, dude. I'm always envious. It, it took me a while to get good at it, but Yeah. What kind of metal do you like? Are you talking about like heavy heavy shit? Are you talking about like Norse, like Icelandic metal? Like Have you ever heard of Demon Hunter? Oh yeah. Yeah, that metal. Okay. Got it. They're like power metal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah, I'm more of a, like, I love breakdowns. So I'm more into, like, the hardcore metal stuff. Like, I love breakdowns. Any any over-the-top breakdown, I love it. Fucking love it. I'll go crazy on metal. Like, I love playing metal. I like playing metal on guitar. I can't play metal for on drums for shit. I actually love playing the drums. I love blues. Like, a 6-8 blues. That's pretty fun. Oh, it's so much fun. Especially when the band is jamming and you're just hanging out, like... Holding down a 6-8 groove is just... Mm -hmm. mm, it's a, nothing better, man. 
Um, or good, it, you can't go wrong with a good four to the floor and just with some tom fills and rocking it out, man. Like, can't go wrong with that either, man. Four four switch into a two four to a six twelve to a six eight. That's fun. Jesus, sounds like math. <laughs> now we're getting to math rock. <laughs> well, man, let's wrap this bad boy up, dude. Where can people find you, man? Where where can we get? I told you, it's a fucking time machine in here. It's already three fifty. Yeah, it moved pretty quick. Told so you. Before I say where you can find me, I just have one challenge for everybody. Okay. Be there for someone, because who knows? You might just save a life. It's true words right there, man. 100%. That's so true. You never know. You don't know what you don't know. And like you said earlier, coming back to what you said, even just saying a thank you mm -hmm. means a lot. Mm -hmm. 100%, man. Well, cool. So where can people find you? What's your Discord? I'm going to link it later on. So if you guys are listening at home, I will link it. Click the links below, bitches. So you can find me, of course, at twitch.tv slash GG and Razor. Mm -hmm. And then for my Discord, it's just uh, Razor's Misfits. Razor's Misfits. Okay, so Razor's Misfits G Discord, and that's GGN Razor, R-A-Z-O-R. Right? Yep. Cool. Yep. Um, guys, and we're also little side note for the podcast we're moving all of our videos from our my level day f youtube over to its own youtube channel that'll be done by the end of the week so if you're watching this it's probably on the new youtube channel probably by now but if you ha are watching this please go follow us on spotify we're on itunes stitcher iHeartRadio, radio radio.com we're on like everywhere you can possibly listen to a podcast um and also go follow razor man he's def amazing dude cool ass twitch streamer great discord channel and he plays competitive, and you can't go wrong. He's he hits those shots, man, and that's always fun to watch. You can't go wrong. Uh, my name is Level Day F. You guys can follow us. This is the less less than average podcast. My uh, co-host Zion Neat was not here today, unfortunately. Big sad, but uh, you know we love him anyway. So go follow him too. Um, any last words, man? No. Just everybody, thanks for coming out. Yeah, thanks for being here, guys. We'll see you guys next time. See you next Sunday, 2 p.m. Have an excellent day and stay average, I guess. Fuck it.